Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, November the 18th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 25, 1-11 Abraham married another wife whose name was Keturah. She gave birth to Zimram, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. Dedan's descendants were the Asherites, Letushites, and Lemuites. Midian's sons were Ephah, Epher, Hanok, Abida, and Eldah. These were all the descendants of Abraham through Keturah. Abraham gave everything he owned to his son, Isaac. But before he died, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them off to a land in the east, away from Isaac. Abraham lived for 175 years, and he died at a ripe old age, having lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar, the Hittite. This was the field Abraham had purchased from the Hittites and where he had buried his wife Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who settled near Beer Lahoi Roy in the Negev. 
Ezekiel 37, 1 to 38, 23. The Lord took hold of me, Ezekiel, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. So I spoke this message, just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then, as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, We have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am Yahweh. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, take a piece of wood and carve on it these words. This represents Judah and its allied tribes. Then take another piece and carve these words on it. This represents Ephraim and the northern tribes of Israel. Now hold them together in your hand as if they were one piece of wood. When your people ask you what your actions mean, say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take Ephraim and the northern tribes and join them to Judah. I will make them one piece of wood in my hand. Then hold out the pieces of wood you have inscribed, so the people can see them, and give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. I will gather the people of Israel from among the nations. I will bring them home to their own land from the places where they have been scattered. I will unify them into one nation on the mountains of Israel. One king will rule them all. No longer will they be divided into two nations or into two kingdoms. They will never again pollute themselves with their idols and vile images and rebellion. 
for I will save them from their sinful apostasy. I will cleanse them, then they will truly be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be their king, and they will have only one shepherd. They will obey my regulations and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave my servant Jacob, the land where their ancestors lived. They and their children and their grandchildren after them will live there forever, generation after generation. And my servant David will be their prince forever. And I will make a covenant of peace with them, an everlasting covenant. I will give them their land and increase their numbers, and I will put my temple among them forever. I will make my home among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And when my temple is among them forever, the nations will know that I am the Lord who makes Israel holy. This is another message that came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Gog, the land of Magog, the prince who rules over the nations of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Give him this message from the Sovereign Lord. Gog, I am your enemy. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws to lead you out with your whole army, your horses and charioteers in full armor, and a great horde armed with shields and swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya will join you too with all their weapons. Gomer and all its armies will also join you along with the armies of Beth-Togarma from the distant north, and many others. Get ready. Be prepared. Keep all the armies around you mobilized and take command of them. A long time from now you will be called into action. In the distant future, you will swoop down on the land of Israel, which will be enjoying peace after recovering from war and after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of Israel. You and all your allies, a vast and awesome army, will roll down on them like a storm and cover the land like a cloud. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. At that time, evil thoughts will come to your mind, and you will devise a wicked scheme. You will say, Israel is an unprotected land filled with unwalled villages. I will march against her and destroy these people who live in such confidence. I will go to those formerly desolate cities that are now filled with people who have returned from exile in many nations. I will capture vast amounts of plunder, for the people are rich with livestock and other possessions now. They think the whole world revolves around them. But Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish will ask, Do you really think the armies you have gathered can rob them of silver and gold? Do you think you can drive away their livestock and seize their goods and carry off plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy against Gog. Give him this message from the Sovereign Lord. When my people are living in peace in their land, then you will rouse yourself. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with your vast cavalry and your mighty army, and you will attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. At that time in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches, and my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you, Gog. Then all the nations will know that I am Yahweh. 
This is what the Sovereign Lord asks. Are you the one I was talking about long ago when I announced through Israel's prophets that in the future I would bring you against my people? But this is what the Sovereign Lord says. When Gog invades the land of Israel, my fury will boil over. In my jealousy and blazing anger, I promise a mighty shaking in the land of Israel on that day. All living things, the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the animals of the field, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people on earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down, cliffs will crumble, walls will fall to the earth. I will summon the sword against you on all the hills of Israel, says the Sovereign Lord. Your men will turn their swords against each other. I will punish you and your armies with disease and bloodshed. I will send torrential rain, hailstones, fire, and burning sulfur. In this way, I will show my greatness and holiness, and I will make myself known to all the nations of the world. Then they will know that I am Yahweh. James 1, 19-217 Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Yeshua if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there, or else sit on the floor, well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom He promised to those who love Him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Yeshua whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. 
For the person who keeps all of the law except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery, you have still broken the law. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough, unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Psalm 117, 1-2 Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people of the earth. For He loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 28.1 The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. I want to speak to you today from chapter 37 of Ezekiel. And in this chapter, we see a picture being painted for us of a valley of dry bones. And the Lord speaks to Ezekiel and tells him to prophesy a message to the bones. And he speaks to these bones, and the bones of the body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then muscle and flesh comes over the bones, and skin comes over to cover their bodies, but they had no breath. And then the Lord speaks to him again and says, Speak to the bones and breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. And so who are these bones? What do they represent? In a different translation, the New King James Version, verse 11, chapter 37, verse 11, it is written, Then he said to them, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. So what or who is the whole house of Israel? The whole house of Israel is both northern and southern kingdom. It is all twelve tribes. Remember, the southern kingdom is the house of Judah, the Jews. The northern kingdom are the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jews. And why do they say our hope is lost, we ourselves are cut off? Because both northern and southern kingdom were sent out into exile when they were conquered. The southern kingdom was conquered by Babylon, and they were sent into exile. The northern kingdom was conquered by Assyria. And yet God promises in verse 12, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. 
Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. Now, in some ways, this prophecy has been partially fulfilled. If you go to Jerusalem today and you go to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum, as you exit the plaza, there's a large uh, concrete post going horizontal held up by three or four pillars. And on this concrete post, as you look up, it has that verse from Ezekiel. Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And literally, this is exactly what happened. Out of the ashes of the Holocaust, the Jews who survived the Holocaust returned to the land of Israel, and a whole new nation has been reborn, literally out of the graves of the Holocaust. But this is the southern kingdom, the house of Judah. And remember, in verse 11, it it interprets for us. It gives us the definition. Who are these bones? So the scriptures tell us in verse 11, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So it includes both northern and southern kingdom. So the southern kingdom, the Jews, they now have the opportunity to immigrate, to make Aliyah and return to the land of Israel. Whether you're from South Africa or Nigeria or Albania or Russia or America, if you are Jewish, you have the right of return to make Aliyah. But this is not yet so for the northern kingdom. For those of us who've been grafted in by faith into the olive tree of Israel, who by faith now are connected to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to all the covenants and the promises that God made with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, we are still in the exile. We are still like those scattered bones, scattered. But yet, there's more. And we see that God tells Ezekiel to now prophesy over those bones to breathe from the four winds, breathe into the dead bodies so they may live again. And as he spoke the message, the breath came into the bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. And so, what is this army? I believe one level of understanding, what is this army? It's a prayer army. It's a prayer army, and it transcends national borders. There are so many prayer groups that pray over Israel on telephone phone conference calls, on Zoom calls, on live meetings in person when groups come together in meeting face-to-face. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of groups throughout the nations, all over America, all over Africa, Europe, Canada, that pray for Israel. It's a prayer army. And so he's saying, I will open, in verse 12, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. So this picture of the bones, is it's a picture of being dead in exile, and that when the bones come alive, that they're going somewhere. The bones get fleshed out with muscles and skin and breath. And this army 
returns to the land of Israel. Verse 14, I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. And remember, this message is not just to the Jewish people. It's to the whole house of Israel, to all 12 tribes. And then in the second part of this prophecy, we see Ezekiel being instructed by the Lord to take two sticks. And on one stick, he writes the word Judah. And on the other stick, he writes the word Ephraim. And Judah represents the southern kingdom, the Jews. And Ephraim represents the northern kingdom, the non-Jews, the ten tribes of the north. And what God is showing here is that though we read of this kingdom split that took place, that's described for us in First Kings chapter 12 with Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and this ancient split of the kingdom has never been repaired, there is a day coming when those two kingdoms will become one once again. And this prophecy is describing that. Verse 17, Now hold them together in your hand as if they were one piece of wood. When your people ask you what your actions mean, say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will take Ephraim and the northern tribes and join them to Judah. I will make them one piece of wood in my hand. And verse 24, my servant David will be their king, and they will have only one shepherd. Who is this servant David? The servant David is Yeshua. He will be their king, and they will only have one shepherd. Yeshua is that one shepherd. So there's a time coming when there's going to be a healing of the breach, when the wall is being dismantled and taken down between Jews and Christians. Does that mean that Christians try to proselytize Jews or Jews try to proselytize Christians? No, we must stand in mutual respect and let the Holy Spirit do the work in people's hearts. But there is going to be a coming together of Jews and Christians, and it's already underway and already in progress. Now, the next chapter, chapter 38, is a huge topic. It's all about the Gog-Magog War. I'm going to save that for tomorrow, because we're going to read more about the Gog-Magog War in Ezekiel chapter 39. But be encouraged. The Lord is going to do a work, and is doing a work, to bring the two sticks together, the house of Judah and the house of Ephraim, together as one, to heal the breach, to dismantle the wall, to build the bridge between these two groups. Enjoy this beautiful worship song, Come Alive, Dry Bones, sung by Lauren Daigle. We have lost as we look down the road where 
The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.